Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The volume. All right, welcome back to Inside the Garage. I'm KJ Wallace, along with Connor Adigan and Cam Hart. Right now, Kyle won't be on this episode. Uh, he's a little MIA. He's doing his thing. He's uh, got a few things going on. He's running around for the draft and things like that. But that's okay. We got uh, Mr. Renaissance Man himself. Justin Tuck in the building. Justin, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How y'all? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good man. Where are, you, where are you at currently? Yeah, I'm in, um, I'm in uh, the vicinity of New York City. I okay. New York City? All right. All right. I, 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 I live in Jersey, so I'm in North Jersey. Okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. How's the South being weather? Uh, it's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, What was it, like 70 today? I was wearing shorts today. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting warmer. Oh. Last week, it was like, uh, like 30 mm-hmm. degrees. It snowed on Saturday and it's 70 today. So that should tell you how it is. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's crazy, man, because I think South Bend um, got me prepared for this Northeast weather, too, because mm-hmm. I was at my son's soccer game on Sunday and it was you know, snowing and hailing. And tomorrow is going to be 75 degrees. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know what to do with my wardrobe right now. So, uh, how was that? How was that in college? Like coming from, um, so you're obviously from Alabama and coming from Alabama to play in. In this weather, how was that? You know, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I've never really, as long as I'm playing, I, I've never um, weather really hasn't affected me. So, mm. um, I mean, obviously, it was an adjustment, you know, for the first season in South Bend, like a kid from Alabama and seeing like piles of snow and yeah. playing in like you know snowy games and so on and so forth. But after that, man, I mean, once I got accustomed to it, I actually appreciate playing cold games. I thought that was a strength of mine because everyone else started to go. For me, it was just a more mental thing around. Man, yeah. it's cold weather, man. As long as I'm running around, I, I, don't, I don't get cold, man. Were you yeah. wearing sleeves or no? I know it's a D-line thing. You kind of... Nah, it, it depended, right? There's some games I would wear like sleeves and, like, and roll them up so it would be the half sleeves so it would be mm. more like a it looked good on film, that type <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. But honestly, man, when I, when I wore sleeve, I, I did it in college because I thought it would keep me warm. But mm-hmm. honestly, man, I think I think it, it worked negatively because when you sweat and like you know, technology is so much better now. But when I went to college, we didn't have like the, the sweat leaking. 
long sleeves. It was just like when it got wet, it was wet. It was wet. So then, like when you were playing, cold. When, like say, for the offenses out there, man, you just you out there in a wet t-shirt, basically. Yeah. So I just kept on, man. Yeah. I stopped. I stopped wearing sleeves at all. I mean, people ask me about the Green Bay game. We played. I think it was negative twenty six windshield, and I wasn't doing no sleeves on. And everybody was like, "Yo, you been cold?" I was like. Honestly, we were telling Eli, yo, go throw an interception and turn the ball over so we can get back on the field. Because <laughs> when you're on the field, man, you don't even think about yeah, it. Honestly. You don't think about the call. Yeah, you don't think about the call. So, Justin, you know, called you a renaissance man, obviously, for a reason. Is looking at some of the things you've done, or some of the, a lot of things you've accomplished in your life. Two Super Bowls, uh, two-time All-Pro, New York Giants, Ring of Honor. Graduated with MBA from the Wharton Business School. You pin in. Now you work for Goldman Sachs. Um, where do we start? Uh, I don't know. I don't even, where, do we, like, yeah. where do we start? <laughs> when did you? I, yeah. I, uh, one thing I really want to know is when did you? When did you know you want to? Um, when did you like? Because I read that basketball was your, your sport growing up. So when did you know yeah. that you wanted to play football? And when did you know that Notre Dame was a school for you? Well, first of all, you know I went to a high school that football. It's funny everyone thinks like. You grew up in Alabama, so your team had to be like this powerhouse football team. We were mm. a powerhouse basketball team. Mm. Like, yeah. like two of my teammates at the time frame when I was at, in school uh, played in the NBA. And I, I'm coming from a, a county high school that graduated 91 people, right, by the way. So Jeez. it's not like I'm coming wow. from this big school. Jeez. You know, I grew up in a town called Killis in Alabama, and the last census had us at 212 people. Uh, wow. So, so very okay. small town, but like we didn't have anything else to do, right? So we all played, we, we all played sports with each other. So we grew up with that chemistry of knowing everybody that I was playing with from ninth to 12th grade. But I already knew those cats, you know, probably from first grade on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had been playing ball with each other every, you know, every sport with each other since we were kids. So we got to high school. It was just like, bro, this is like us in the backyard for four more years. So the chemistry in which we played uh, was tremendous. So I won, you know, I played in three state championship games. I won two of them. Jamario Moon, uh, Gerald Wallace. Mm, Gerald Wallace. Yeah. That's crazy. The area where I'm from is like, I think about it. T.O. grew up 10 minutes from me. Uh, Adelius Thomas, you know, like I said, Jamario, Gerald Wallace. So in this small town, we produced like you know, I count guys who actually played time at the at the big leagues. I ain't talking about minor leagues and stuff like that. We produced six dudes who had a career in in in, in professional sports. And That's I crazy. include like mm-hmm. if I used to include cats who played triple A ball or mm-hmm. you know other sports like that, you could probably go into like the hot twenties mm-hmm. for like this small town. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's like five percent of your small, town. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Right. So so from that perspective, everyone asked me like, you know. What, what made me choose football? And honestly, I think, and this is like, this is going to sound like the cliche football player answer, but to be very honest with you, I really love the violence of football. I love contact, mm-hmm. I love hitting people. And I just felt like, you know, that gave me the best position, a uh, best sport to one, use the platform of to get a great education. Right. And then, you know, honestly, I didn't even look at sports as a way out. I looked at it as a way out to go off to school and get a great education. I didn't look at it as a way out to go off to school and make it a professional career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of like a cherry on top for me. But like I had accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish in sports just by getting to a place like Notre Dame to to get a grad to get a degree. That's uh, crazy. Because That's crazy. I always 
Yeah, because I'd always talk to cats. I, I had a relationship, like Adelius Thomas is, is kinfolk. So I, I talked to him all the time about his experiences in the NFL before I got there. And the first thing he told me was the NFL stands for not for long. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, all right, even if I make it to the NFL, right, what's the odds of me having this prolonged career, this successful career where I'd never have to work again? Very small, right? So mm-hmm. I was going to, I was going to make sure that I did everything in my power to use the platform of football to set me up for what was going to be long-term. And for me, I thought long-term was going to be what I'm doing now, honestly, but like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't put the 11 years of a great football career in between Notre Dame and and Goldman Sachs. Mm. But when, like, when did you decide, I guess you had already decided on going, like getting your MBA, um, what, what was like no, the final I, decision? No. Like now, like when you're in the league, like when what yeah. what made you like when you retired? You were like, this is what I want to do because obviously right, you did have a very prolonged career, very successful yeah. career. So you didn't necessarily have to make this jump to a very successful business career. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like I didn't I didn't make the decision until it was like the deadline was like two weeks out. So oh, wow. it's funny. Like my wife had went uh, to Warden and got her master's in uh, nonprofit policy she ran our foundation wow. uh so i'd seen her kind of do the journey of of second uh extra you know degrees and so on and so forth you know i'd seen my wife um do a, a great job of raising our kids while i was just absentee dad playing in the nfl and look you know whether you know it or not you know a profession like professional sports makes you an absentee dad you're always on the road you're already you know, your time from you know for me personally because i got out i got in office pretty early every day from 6 30 to 6 p.m on a good day is typically you're away from your family right so right. and that, that's a hard so reality bed, right mm-hmm. it is what it is but my wife had held the foot down for years doing that so honestly i went into retirement thinking that it was my time to kind of be the, the stay-at-home dad and so on and so forth but like in two weeks man i really realized that like that's not my calling that's not what i want to do you pulled a brand even yeah even <laughs> 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 Fair. Um, but even if even if even if I didn't necessarily have to go to work, I want to go to work. I want right. to kind of allow my kids to see, you know, my legacy to my kids. They, you know, when I retired, my oldest son was six. He wasn't gonna remember anything that I did in, in the '91 jersey, mm-hmm. or not really, right? So, what was gonna be my kind of calling card to him when he's 18, 19, whatever that age of reconciliation as far as he has to figure out what he wants to do mm-hmm. what was going to be my legacy to him right if i went on the road that i looked like i was going to go playing golf drinking a couple you know beauty uh butt likes every day and sitting <laughs> on the couch and watching the sports center with him yeah. then when he became 18 years old his legacy to me was like well dad does that why can't i do it he was mm-hmm. going to remember all the hard work i put in until age you know 33 so you know for me going to warden was like all right I wanted to figure out what I want to do. And while I was there, the conversation I had while at Warden led me to Goldman Sachs. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to prolong this answer. I can go deeper into some of those conversations and what led me into finance, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, it, it, it had a lot to do with representation for, for athletes, for entertainers and, 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 and athletes, because like, I'll just be very honest with you. There's not a lot of people that look like me mm-hmm. that has the experiences that I have that I work with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And I thought we we needed more of that. We needed more people to have our back, to have our understanding of what it takes to, to pick up blinders on as an athlete, but also have someone who's going to say, okay, I've been there, but now I'm actually in these boardrooms and these board seats and right. these, these offices with, 
you know, typically white males who make a decision on Wall Street. Right. And you have representation mm-hmm. there because I'm there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. That's that's the main reason why I went to finance. That's dope. Answer this as you will, because we we have to <laughs> talk about it. Um, so we're all, scared. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we all play on the team, and um, I think we all fall into the trap of not even in the trap. I think we all football is so so big in our lives that school becomes harder than it would be for an average 100%. student. Yeah, <laughs> so I feel like so. Explain to me what type of student Justin Tuck was at Notre Dame. Because well, I want to know how you go from being <laughs> the star player at Notre Dame, the star player in the NFL, <laughs> to have enough. I don't even know what it was. Where was Energy. Energy. War in. Like, I, I, I want to know. Kudos. That's a great question. Uh, I didn't think I was going to have to go this in depth on my answer. <laughs> be honest now. Um, be as honest as you want to be. Be as honest as you want to be. Uh, I'm, I'm an open book. You guys realize that about me. Growing up, where I grew up, my mom used to have this thing, and like people come in and say something to my mom, like, um, you know, Justin got a couple girlfriends. And my mom was like, oh, I know. And they'll look at her like, what? She's like, you okay with him having a couple? And they just joke around, but she, they'll be like, oh, you okay with him having a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. You know, I know one girlfriend of his is called social studies, and the other one is math, math, math. And the other one is uh, history. And I think he got one called physical education. What's the other one, Justin, you were telling me about? So, like, Sports has always been very, very important in my life. But my mom and my dad did not, and my dad was a great athlete too, but they, they didn't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get to play sports unless I brought the suggested grades. And if <laughs> I say suggestion, it was like, listen, my dad was the type of dude who was like, what's offered on the test? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, what's the grade? That's the highest grade that's offered on the test. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, an A or a hundred. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, that's what you should get. Mm-hmm. Like, they're. Wow. Nine, my dad would be like, 99 is, 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 is you missing one? Why would you miss one? It was yeah. like, wow. like, I was a really good basketball player, and, and I'll never forget because I had one of the best games of my life. And I ain't going to No, 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 in, a, in the state of Alabama and like number six or maybe five in, in the country. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was a senior. I was a sophomore. And uh, then we had this another dude, another dude named Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon was a senior at that time, too. Jamario went on to play, you know, 12, 13 years in the league as well. But him, the star, the star shows Jamario versus Gerald, right? So Birmingham News and all these TV broadcasts in, 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 uh, in the state of Alabama was coming to our gym to watch these two kind of duke it out. That night, I think I had, well, I know I had 41 points and like 19 rebounds, something like that. Ooh. So I kind of stole Ooh. the show that night. As a, as a okay. <laughs> oh, so I say that, I say that to say this, I got in the car, because I'm 16, like, you know, in my small town, people go to like, you know, the, the local Walmart to hang out and celebrate. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, that's a true story. But uh, I got in the car with my dad to go home, and the first thing he said to me he goes, "Why'd you miss those two free throws?" Mm. So that's the kind of dude my dad was. So yeah. Go back to answering your question. My first couple of years in Notre Dame, which I was a pretty decent student. Once I kind of saw the writing on the wall that I was going to the NFL, that that part of my life kind of took a, a backseat to to preparing for the next chapter there. Yeah. It's understandable. School, yeah. school never was hard for me. It was it was more about me 
finding the motivation to put forth the effort. Mm. And when I had that, then everything else kind of fell in place for me. The difference in being a regular student at a place like Notre Dame and, and, and being a student athlete at a place like Notre Dame, like I, I truly don't understand still how we, you know, how we do it, considering yeah. that Notre Dame is not one of these cupcake schools where the professor's gonna be like, oh, you play sports. Let me mm. let me help you get this this yeah. grade. No, yeah. no. They, it's almost a detriment because they're probably looking at you like, yeah, yeah, they're looking at you like, oh, well, so and so and so is a huge Notre Dame football fan, so I know he's giving you a better grade in this class just yeah. because you're a football fan. So I'm gonna make it doubly hard on you. And yeah. meanwhile, so and so and so is looking at us the same, it, way. the same way, yeah, right. yeah. the exact same yeah. way. <laughs> you just getting, you just getting your face beauty in the class because this professor thinks that like you're getting freebies, mm. and no freebies are being had anywhere around campus. No. Mm. So I mean. I listen, man. I used to get so mad walking from <laughs> from the football office to like South Dining Hall right at seven o'clock to try to make you know South Dining Hall. And I don't know if that's the same anymore. I assume you guys got so much more. Yeah, uh, South, us, South like, is still a thing. <laughs> but like having like La Fortune back when I was in school was like these shit, right? Now you guys got like oh man, y'all so small. I used to hate that walk, especially in the fall time when it was just getting cold and you see people on campus like barbecue and throwing frisbees. I'm like, man, that's not my that's not my college experience. Mm, All right. my buddies, they're they're loving life after two o'clock because class is out. You got two to whatever time you want to kind of be out and about before you even have to be back in class. We get out of practice at seven o'clock. You run to, to make South Dining Hall. After that, you got study hall or some level of like some whatever you have to do from a school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you got to be up at six AM because you got you know six AM workouts, especially like in the off season. So like right. it's it's tough. But like it's what you you built for. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like ain't nobody want to hear my excuses, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. wants to hear my you know see me see my my tears. No, what I could do is utilize this this pain now for the the, the partying and the, and the celebration I'm gonna do later because I put forth this this effort. Same right. thing like anything in football, right? The pain you guys go through, the, the struggle you go through in those off-season workouts when nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to go out there on Saturday and shine in the season, right? Mm-hmm. And all that's paid for, for for all the work that you did behind closed doors. That's interesting you say, like, you were built for this. And I kind of want to ask you, do you think a lot of people come to Notre Dame and Notre Dame shapes them that way? Or do you think people that come here are already shaped that way, they just don't know it? And it takes Notre Dame to bring it out of them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Listen, in finance, you'll realize that one of the best answers you can give a client when you don't have the true and true answer is it depends. (laughs) 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 Listen, man, I've seen seen both sides of it. I honestly think from a football perspective, most people come to Notre Dame because recruiting recruiting at a place like Notre Dame is so high, right? If they're taking a three-star, it's because they see so such a crazy upside. Maybe he played in a you know a smaller you know school like Central Acoustically, and maybe he's six five. He's only one hundred ninety-eight pounds, but his frame he could definitely tow two sixty. Mm. Maybe he's six five, one hundred ninety-eight pounds, and we see him being able to put on you know not only sixty pounds but even more explosion because he ran a four five, and maybe by the time he gets here, he's about a four four eight. For the record, everyone listening, this, this is Justin. We're describing him. This is Justin. We're describing But like, that's the only reason why I even got, I mean, like, my recruiting story is crazy. I was recruited on accident. They went to the wrong high school. 
Wow. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, so that's like awesome. from that perspective, right? Uh, was I built for it? No. More mentally, I was than I was football. But then there's other people who come in and they're like man child, right? They come in and they're you know they're a five star you know, recruit, they're you know Gatorade player here and there and a third football, right? They're probably built for it, but mentally, because guess what? You're that good in high school. You've had so many people telling you the shit for all these years that like you're not even had this adversity. So mm-hmm. Notre Dame is a great place for adversity because mm-hmm. it's such a small knit unit that you guys work with on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. right. You know, the football team is your is your frat. So it's a great place to go through adversity because it's just a small knit unit and you typically are closer. So that's why I think about it from the perspective of there it depends. Some cats come in looking like me and we're we're, you know, my my strength coach when I got there was a guy named Mickey Marotta. He's at Ohio State now. And Mickey told me, man, he, he walked me in the office. He, he put a ball of clay on the desk and started playing with it. <laughs> and he literally said, like, I'm a sculptor. You're the clay. Get out of my office. And that's what he, what he meant. So, <laughs> Damn. And, like, I was his project for three and a half years. And I think if you ask Mickey, he'll tell you, like, you know, my transition from a physicality standpoint was off the charts. But I was already there mentally. You, it was like me walking to Notre Dame Stadium the first day. I never forget old lineman was a senior, a guy named Kirk Wallace, and he was like, "Yo, you've been kicking our butt in practice. Let's see what you do on the real, real thing." But for me, the real thing was like, "This is this is playing football in the backyard. It's just yeah. so happening. We got eighty thousand people watching us. Mm. Who cares?" If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. Basic.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As far as uh, Notre Dame itself, though, because you said your dad, he had a, obviously a high standard for you. So as far as Notre Dame in itself, like, you think you were prepared for that? Like, this school, the social aspect? being able to uh, deter relationships and friendships and things of that sort? Nah, nah, no? nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of success academically growing up, but the, the access that I had to the tougher courses, the AP courses in high school was limited, right? So mm-hmm. when, I got to, when I got to school, I remember having discussions with 
my wife, Lauren, who was my girlfriend, just comparing like our high school experiences. Her taking, she took eight AP courses. She tested out of like her almost her entire freshman year uh, curriculum because of her high school course level. Whereas me, man, I'm like, man, I ain't seen none of this stuff. So it's like, for me, it was just a tough time to like get up to speed. It was like, you know, I was already behind the eight ball when you think about comparing myself to the student body, student body uh, population. Right. Now, by my junior year, I feel like, okay, I've, I've seen everything you guys have seen. Uh, I'm willing to put in the work. So let's go from here. But like, yeah, my first year there was, I got, I got decent grades just because I, I killed myself trying to, you know, go to study halls, get a tutor, do all these different things that typically athletes don't want to do because we are egos. But I, I had no ego about it. For on the field play, obviously you had a lot of success and you currently, in only three seasons, you hold the total sacks for career sacks record at Notre Dame. There's a, <laughs> uh, there's a teammate of ours, Isaiah Foskey, who, have yeah. you, do you know Foskey? Do you guys have a relationship? I, I, I text with him. So one of my, actually one of my um, clients is a huge Notre Dame guy. And I think he was connected with Koski and he connected us. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But he hasn't followed up, by the way. So make sure you tell him. I, like, I tell all, all the guys I, I, I come in contact with, I'm an open door, man. I, my cell phone number has not changed since I was 18 years old. Right. And I still have the same personal email I made as a sophomore in college. I still use to this day. Uh, I have. So Dang. yeah, I'm just a. I probably should let. I should probably let both yeah. those go and get rid of some of these old contacts. I have. But that's that's me. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's amazing how he says um, he's an open book because he really is. That's, that's a god honest truth. Oh, I so. thought he was about to say the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. so um, my official visit, my junior year of high school, I'm in the uh, bookstore. Me and my family were in a bookstore. We're trying to go buy uh. Shirts, I think, from my brother and sister because we mm-hmm. wanted the game. So kind of like we wanted everybody to wear like Notre Dame stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot who was giving me the tour, but you know, what I'm saying, guess who's in the bookstore? Justin. Yeah, Justin's yeah. in the bookstore. He actually was walking around my family, talking, talking to me and my dad, my mom. You know, what I'm saying, introduced the whole family. It was very nice, very. You know, what I'm saying, no, no offense, Justin, but obviously a guy of your status, a guy of your, a man of your, 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 your status in life, you wouldn't expect. You know, what I'm saying, for you to be. As humble as you know, what I'm saying, opening I'm a, is down to earth. I'll let you finish your. I'll let you finish your story, but I'll come back to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was very nice, very very nice. My family um, introduced himself, and you know, me being 17 years old, I'm like, this is Justin Tuck. Like mm-hmm. I've seen him play. Like he he played one of, arguably yeah. one of the greatest games, greatest Super Bowls ever I've ever watched. Really, just really like lamented me as a football fan, like in general. Watched him grow up, trying to trying to uh, recreate the face mask and stuff on Madden and stuff like that. Just you know stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, like so this is what a Notre Dame man is. Like you know, what I'm saying this is some this is what I could be if I come here. And he really just made a good impression. And I'm not gonna lie to you, that right there was a big part of the reason I committed that day. See Notre Dame, you need to tell you need to tell all the Notre Dame people that. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me his number and he told me and he said um. He said, you know what I'm saying? If you ever need anything, reach out. And lo and behold, three years later, I reached out. And four years are. later. Four years later. And here you yeah, are. Crazy. It took him four years. Four years. Four years. Four years. But I'll, I'll say two things to that. One, I get frustrated a lot, man. I, I really do. And I'll tell you why. You guys don't understand yet. You will. It's like, it's like when I was in school, 
I didn't appreciate what Notre Dame meant until I was no longer there. Right. Right. When I graduated and started to see like the endowment, the alumni, and people come out of woodworks around the fact that, okay, you're one of us now. How can we help mm. you? And with, with NIL and some other things that are going on in college athletics now, I would assume that that's going to start to take toll earlier in the process, you sure. guys. Mm. Um, but for me personally, I didn't appreciate all of that until after I got out of, off, off, off of the campus, which is, a, you know, that's a tragedy, honestly. But like, I get frustrated with guys, man, because I like I don't I think they think and it's going back to right. the statement, they think like, okay, they see me on Sunday, they see me at Pro Bowls, they see me in the Super Bowl, they they whatever it is. But at the end of the day, man, I put my pants on one one leg at a time like you. Right. And if I can't realize that like somebody when I was your age, somebody did something to help me along the way, regardless if I knew it or not, right? My, my dad used to always tell me, man, you, you don't even understand how many people are praying for you. Mm. Right to get to where you're going or whatever it may be. So for me, I always I live by this saying, man. I truly believe it. I'll never I'll die on my grave thinking this. There's no way that I can pay it back for all the people that have done whatever for me. I don't know. I know some of it, right? So some people make it very obvious that they're helping you out. But for the most part, there's a lot of people out there that have said a, a kind word or you know your name came up in conversation to, with somebody that. Make make a difference in your life later on. They had something good to say with you or about you that 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 took hold, and you know that was a ripple in the pond, right, of your life. But like, I can never pay it back, so I got to pay it forward. So whatever it is that Justin Tuck's platform has or can lend value to, I I don't get satisfaction out of like saying, "Oh, Justin Tuck's platform, let me keep it here." I get satisfaction on say, "Oh, Justin Tuck's platform, how can I help the next?" possible Justin mm-hmm. Tuck or next whoever mm-hmm. it is, yeah. right? Because that's what legacy is about. Legacy ain't about accumulation. Legacy is about gifts, right? What can I do with what God has given me, the platform the NFL provides, the platform that Goldman Sachs provides? What can I do with that to bring somebody else along? Because that's exactly what people did for me. The Tim Browns of the world, the you know, the Jerome Bettises of the world, the you know, the Tom Mendozas of the world, right. the Jimmy Dunn's mm-hmm. of the world, all these guys that are connected with, Gold, I mean, with, with, with Notre Dame looked out for me. And when I went to Pittsburgh and played against the Steelers, guess who took me out to dinner? Oh. It was right. Jerome. Yeah. And I just so happened that he made me pay. So so for the same thing, like I tried my best to do the same thing. And the frustrating part is guys do not... Because again, they hold you at this pedestal and think like, oh man, this guy ain't gonna respond again or help me yeah. or whatever it They don't reach out. Mm. I tell people all the time, man, I'm just a, a, a country boy from Kelvin, Alabama that's been very successful because a lot of people have paved the way for me and at least I was smart enough to try to follow in their footsteps. I car I, I went off my own path in some regards, but like there's really nothing that I've done that somebody else before me hasn't right. done. Mm. Or hasn't given me some levels of insight into the blueprint to do it. Yeah. I see that on a on an everyday basis. I I see like um like talking with the freshmen, they feel like they come in and they obviously are coming from these like four or five star statuses, and they have a hard time understanding that Notre Dame is what, it, what Notre Dame is. Mm-hmm. So they they have a hard time making friends outside of football. They have a hard time humbling themselves and right. saying, oh. I, yes, I play football. I know, yeah. but I can also talk to whoever. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I've benefited a lot from in the last three years here. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I even fell into a trap. I'm thinking, come from Maryland, star player in high school, whatever it is, and I come to Notre Dame and I'm this and I'm that. And it, it took for me to step back and I'm like, okay, what do I really want to get out of this college? I could be at any other school. I could be at Maryland. What do I want to get out of college? Right. I don't want to be this football and, and that's it. I want to meet people. I want to get new experiences. I want to see what I haven't seen in the small town of Baltimore and one of these coaches. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. I, I think a lot of people need to really listen to that because egos can get in the way egos of a lot for of sure. stuff. Because I mean, like a lot, a lot sure. of times, like you just, you never really know like where a conversation can take you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like just any one conversation can really change your whole mindset. Change it. It's like, oh, I never really looked at it like that. Or you know, saying, wow, this person really is doing something that, you, who knows, you may meet something and it's like, somebody's like, wow, this person's doing something that I've been wanting to do for so long, yeah. but I never really had an opportunity to or didn't know how to get into it. And now I just met this person and now, look, now they're able to help me mm-hmm. or vice versa. You're able to help somebody else. And kind of talking about the ego thing too, like, especially, you know what I'm saying? People are going to have, just like you said, Justin, people are going to have their own assumptions about you because of who you are. You're a football player, you're an athlete. So people are going to think whatever about you. But I think what I've noticed a lot of times since, being here is like, um, I think you've talked about this one or two times on the podcast, but just like when you open your mouth and it's not coming from a place of ego, it's not coming from a place of, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like people are like, oh. You're nicer than I expected. So you're way Bro, nicer than yeah. I expected. It's like, it's like not so weird. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even, <laughs> I expected you to be on some other, on, on, on something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah, just well, like, yeah. So, Justin, this is kind of funny. So, obviously, I'm on the team as well, but I'm from, like, Granger, Indiana, like, from around here. So, I have some buddies that came from high school here, and we used to hang out with them a lot, like, summers and all this. And and the funny part about hanging out with them is that they, they're kind of like, because Cam, KJ, and Kyle, who's not here, but, you know, big-time recruits, and these guys love Notre Dame, and so they're all, they keep track of, like, this stuff, and so they know these guys, but they don't know them, right? So, we meet them, and then... They'll kind of like nudge me like without them looking like like these guys are really nice like i didn't like they're super nice <laughs> and i'm like I, they're the same as you like like every Honestly, everyone God. here like you like you said you put your pants on one leg at a time like you tie your shoes like it's i'm like i know i know they're nice like you just don't know them yet and yeah. and it's a very interesting dynamic that happens especially at Notre Dame, just because how good the athletics are here you know All right yeah, I was going to say, man, I've had some conversations with Coach Freeman on a lot of different things that I, I personally want to do to kind of help him in any regard. He just, you know, and like obviously recruiting is is, is so vital in, in, in keeping this program where it is and obviously taking it to the next level, right? So I asked him questions about, like, how can we help him recruiting? Obviously not doing anything that's going to get us in any mm-hmm. trouble or anything like that. But even, again, whatever Justin Tuck platform is, I can be helpful, sure. blah, blah, blah. And he's at me, he goes, and he was just to talk about what is the nerd and kid, right? And he's like, listen, man, you see it, you know it. And from that perspective, you know, I think one of the reasons why we were sitting there having a conversation around it, oh, man, you know, your, your, your granger, your, your granger buddies are saying, oh, man, these guys are nice. But, and I'm not talking bad about any other place because there is a Alabama player, there is a Clemson player, mm-hmm. there is a USC quote-unquote player, mm-hmm. right? But the Notre Dame player typically is more well-rounded, yeah, right? Definitely. Just because of it, it is what it is. I'm, again, I'm not saying anything bad about any other place. 
I'm just speaking positively about what Notre Dame looks like. Notre Dame players are going to be good at one or two things. They're going to be good at football and go on to a great football career and then go on to a great secondary transition career, whether that's business, whatever it may be. Or they didn't work out football-wise, but because they're a Notre Dame man and they did what they did in class and so on and so forth, they're going to go on to like be successful in yeah. whatever the sector in which they yeah. want to do it, right? So like from that perspective, right, Notre Dame is not a place – I tell people I – I used to tell recruits when I was there – I still tell any of the guys I talk to now, Notre Dame is not a place if you want to just, just go to the NFL. Yeah. Like, if that's your goal only, Notre Dame probably isn't the best place for you. Now, we obviously put a lot of guys into the NFL rapidly, high picks, so on and so forth. But, like, in order for you to truly have the Notre Dame experience and it be a, 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 a wonderful one for you, there has to be something just more. Right. Yeah. So I would, I mean, if I, was, if I just said to myself, for a kid from Alabama, if I said to myself, man, I just want to go to the NFL, well, why the hell would I go to Alabama Auburn? They're right in my back door. Yeah. They're SEC yeah. school. I'm going to be seen by a lot. I'm not going to be quote unquote pressured in, in being the, the best student I can be. The cats that I know that went to Alabama from my time in, 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 in football were cats who literally said, man, I want to go to the NFL. Mm. And yeah. obviously, you know, Alabama puts them out. Yeah. But like from a Notre Dame perspective, we typically have guys that say, man, I want to play. I want to play in the NFL. But if it doesn't work out, I want to have something that's in my resume that just goes wild. Yeah. And trust me, from a perspective of a person who's in the, in the, in the business of hiring people now, right? The first thing I look at is like, okay, he's a student athlete at Notre Dame. I'm using that as a proxy. The first thing I say is like, I already know what that's about. Mm-hmm. I know we're getting something that this resume can't hold, yeah. right? For the NFL, there's 53 guys on the roster. As the captain of those teams, I had to find a way to take 53 alpha males and their egos <laughs> and get them all pulling the rope in the same direction. Yeah. I can't put that on a resume, yeah, yeah. but I know when I'm in a boardroom with, with 12 people and 11 of them went to Ivy League schools and was valedictorian of their class and blah, 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 blah. blah. And trying to figure out what is the, the the answer for the client and how to take, all right, this ego, that ego, this ego, that ego, this answer, that answer, this answer, and pull all that together in a way that like we can go out and say, this is the best suited, you know, solution for the client that doesn't have my ego on it, that doesn't have these other eleven people's egos on it, but it's the best thing. That's what I think about when I think about resumes that say athlete plus. A predominantly tough school mm-hmm. that that I wouldn't think about the same way if I said athlete from a predominantly you know athlete factory type. School. Got you. But I always had a fear with the resume thing because obviously we allocate a good amount of time to football in school, and I I don't I haven't had an internship or anything like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get into law. I want to be an agent. I want to do a, I want to do essentially what you're doing on the law side, and um. I always was scared because I'm like, okay, well, hopefully they can see that, okay, I go to Notre Dame and I play football here, and they can see that my time was allocated sure. there. But obviously, what is that? How much did that weigh? And I always ask my question, my myself that question, like, geez, how? What am I going to do after football? You know what I mean? And oh, that always sure. scares me. But from what you just said, uh, but you know, I mean, people like can introduce you to in the Baltimore area to get you some. I would some really appreciate that. <laughs> I would really appreciate that. Like, I that's not even hard. Like. The fact of the matter is, like, I, 
two names just popped in my head that I went to, that was teammates mm. of mine. Mm. That's what's up. Right? Victor Abermary and uh, Ambrose Wooden. Ambrose Wooden. I don't know if you know either one of them. But those two guys, you should call them right now and be like, yo, man, I'm from Baltimore. This is what I want to do. How can you go? Mm. And they go, if they go, well, what? Just say, yo, Justin Tuck <laughs> told me to call you. <laughs> because I guarantee you this, that there is there is never a time in your life when you can make relationships better than when you're hot. And guess what? You guys coming off uh, a phenomenal season. You went to the to Fiesta, blah, 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 blah. Everybody wants to talk to you. Every every donor, every alumni, every student, whatever. Everybody wants to have a conversation and a relationship with you. Mm. Now, fast forward. Let's just say football doesn't work out and, and, and fast forward 10 years. Now, fast forward 10 years and you say, damn, I want to make this relationship happen. Guess how hard that's going to be? Tough. It'll be hard. Yeah. Tough because no one cares about it. You know how I many guys, you know I mean, guys that I played with that were all pros or whatever it may be, and they, they, they smelled their own shit and didn't want to go out to like, meet you know, people who own this box or meet this private equity owner in the city or meet this hedge fund manager in the city. And then they called me, it was like, hey, and like, they called me 10 years later, but hey, man, can you introduce me to so-and-so and so? Mm. Whereas what I did in the offseason was, man, we won a Super Bowl. I'm not going out and partying. I'm going out and saying, all right, New York Giants, who are the big donors or the investors or the sweet owners that I should be making contacts with mm. now? And I would take them out to have lunch or breakfast or dinner or coffee or a walk in the park. I didn't care. Mm. But like me, I knew, like again, I knew NFL stuff and not belong. So how do I transition? How do I make my transition seamless? Mm, sure. Make relationships. Yeah. So that when I, when I figure out what it is that I want to do, I can go and say, okay, how many people I know on Wall Street because I want to go work in Wall Street? Or if I said, how many guys... Do I know that has a franchising business because I want to franchise, you know, Dunkin' Donuts? Or how many guys do I know they're in real estate because I want to get into the, the real estate play and so on and so forth? And I had a Rolodex of whatever number, mm-hmm. you know, 50 guys in, in, on Wall Street, 50 guys in real estate, 50 guys in franchise, 50 guys that, that, that had some level of like expertise in sports. Mm-hmm. And when I figured out what it is that I want to do, guess what? I'd already had a relationship with these people. Right. So it wasn't me going in like after I wasn't hot and saying, hey guys, can you help me out? No, no, no. I'd already had years of dialogue, years of conversation, years of saying, you know, what it is, you know, understanding what their businesses look like and trying to add value in, in the role as a NFL player. Well, that looked like coming into their offices and, and giving their, 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 their sales team a, a pep talk or being present on their kid's 12th birthday mm-hmm. because he, I was his favorite yeah, player, right, right. whatever that looked like. So now I'm, I'm no longer hot in football, but guess what? I've already built the relationships that I need to, to make my transition powerful. Mm. It, it just opens your mind to the possibility of what's next. Like I always said, like, and y'all will get this, a lot of guys don't get this, but you can imagine in the, in the NFL locker, they used to like put our live checks on our, in our locker. And some of the rookies would go around and look at some of the vets' checks, right? And they'll look at how much they're making a week and whatnot. 
And like, I'll never forget this man. Like, like Ricky came to me and he had my check in his hand. I'm like, dude, yo, what are you doing? He goes, man. He, and he had his had my check like this. He goes, man, I want to be like you one day. And I was like, let me let me let me peep you some game real quick. Every, all of y'all guys have seen a, a signed check yeah. before, right? There's a difference between the signature on the front and the signature on the back. Mm-hmm. The signature on the front is the owners. The signature on the back is the employee. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I tell people all the time, don't be like that dude on the back. Be like the dude up in mm-hmm. the front. So like saying like, oh, I want to be like the next Justin Tuck. I don't even want to be like the next Justin Tuck. Yeah, you know, I want to be the next John Mara, Steve yeah. Tish, you know, those dudes. I want to be the guy who's paying you, not getting right. paid. Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's a different level of, of wealth when it comes to ownership. Right? In the world that we live in, guess what? Athletes make a ton of money. You know, nothing to be ashamed of. Trust me, I live that life and it's great. But there's a different level mm-hmm. when it's like, hmm, I own this. And I can think about it, right? All right, everyone talks about how much money LeBron makes. Somebody's paying him. Right. Mm-hmm. And not only are they paying him, they're paying 15 others. Yeah. Well, I'll take that back. They're paying thousands <laughs> other on their payroll. Yeah. So just imagine how much they make. So if you if if, if you want to if you want to be like Justin Tuck, nah, man, just I want you guys to use me as like your foundation. You know, like when someone's climbing a, a ladder, like I want to be one of those steps that you step on to go way above Justin mm-hmm. Tuck. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have we even gotten to NFL yet? Yeah, no, we yeah, haven't talked about it. I don't even think, oh, yeah. <laughs> think we need to, bro. I don't even think we need I kinda, to. I kind of want to talk a little bit about Goldman flow, Sachs, bro. though. We kind of want to really hit on what Goldman Sachs is like for you. Um, like, What does a day-to-day look like? What's, what's the mindset difference as far as, I mean, obviously you're a professional in the league and now you're a professional in Goldman Sachs. Like, is there, is there similarities? Obviously there's differences. Like what's the mindset like and what's the day-to-day like? And is it harder or easier? Uh, definitely harder. Mm. Um, but, ah. um, <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, again, what I told you all about the best answer in finances, it depends. Um, so my day, some days are out, you know, I, I equate it to like me as the, as the lead of our team, I'm the hunter. 
And I got guys that guys and gals that work with me and they're the farmers. And what I mean by that is every day I'm looking at ways to grow our business, right? Ways to bring in new assets, ways to connect with, you know, new clients. So I'm going out and I'm hunting for those opportunities in the ecosystem that I, I, I dibble in. And I, and I got a great team of people who kind of sit back and like, as I conquer more land, they form that land for me. I'm trying not to imagine you like a wolf, uh, wolf of Wall Street type of. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But like, it's intense, man. And like, I, the reason why I say it's harder than football, we play football on our lives. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. That's something that that's something I grew up doing where like, honestly, like football was easy. It is. It's just, it's, it, the only hard thing about football is on the opposite side of you is somebody that's just as talented and wants it just yeah. as bad as you. That's the hard thing about football. Like, like you guys are smart. There's not a scheme that you can't pick up. You guys are athletic. There's not anything that a coach is going to ask you to do that honestly your body won't mm-hmm. allow you to do it. It's the little intangibles that make football yeah. hard. This world here, man, it's like my biggest competition system is right next exactly. to me. <laughs> And like I, people don't understand that, but literally the biggest competition in the growth of my business is someone, another team within Goldman Sachs is doing the exact same thing yeah. I'm doing. And they're, 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 they're frequent in the same markets that I'm in. So I got to beat them to the punch or they got to beat me to the punch. We are on the same page. We are on the same team, but like we are independent contractors that, that got to, got to build our own. It's like me playing defensive end. Like every year they brought, they got, yeah, they brought in a new first rounder to mm-hmm. take my job. He's on my team, but he's direct competition. Would you play it behind Michael Strahan or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Strahan. Osa Yuminora. In the same room, there's Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, yeah. Osa Yuminora. Then Michael retires, and we got Justin Tuck, Osa Yuminora. Oh, I forgot yeah. about Jamie. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Jamie. I'm, like, I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not even telling you about the guys who were our backups, like David Tollison, who had five sacks every year, playing probably. 30% plays. Yeah. He was a beast too, but he just couldn't get on the field mm-hmm. as much as he could. Right? Yeah, we had Chris Canty, we had Rocky Bernard, we had Lemuel Joseph, who's still playing. We had eight guys who could go and start anywhere else in the country. Right. The hard part, really, about anything that you're going to do next after football is that when I left football, I was the cream of the cream, right? I, you know, won Super Bowls, I, my name was very high in football. When you transition, the hard part for, for athletes in general is when you transition to something brand new, we feel like we should tr- transition yeah. like this, mm-hmm. right? I, I was here in football in the NFL. When I come to Goldman Sachs, I should right. be here, right? You know, I'm going to give myself that, that flexibility, that time to build out my craft like I did in football. So when I come to Goldman Sachs, I'm going through the analyst program, I'm going through training. I'm, I'm partnering with a team and be a junior asset to that team to understand how the senior people do it. Just like mm-hmm. I did in football. When I came to, even when I came to NFL, I looked at Michael Strahan and I said, you know what? I'm going to love everything mm-hmm. to do. I will follow him around in practice. I'm going to make it very annoying for him because I'm going to be that little puppy that just follows him around and like picks up all the crumbs that he leaves behind. Right. And I did that for two years. So that when he retired, I stepped right in and, and, and had the best year up until that point in my career because I was ready for the moment. Yeah. Not because I walked in day one and said, 
I'm just as good in the NFL as I was in college. Nobody comes right. in that way. I don't care if you, you know, Michael Parsons came in. Trust me, he was he was he was more of a beast at Penn State than he was a beast at Dallas, just because. Now he obviously made the transition faster than most, but yep. you get my point, yeah. right? So like I think the hard part in the transition for athletes is saying, like, all right, give myself some grace because this is new to me. I'm new to this. And how do I how did I make success in football? Is because I took it as a kid, one play at a time. I think we're gonna move on to um outside the garage. This question comes from um <laughs> Danny Gully, and he asks, is, um, who was your all-time favorite Irish player? And any that impacted you choosing Notre Dame? And I think KJ already answered his question. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up in Alabama, Mary, you know, Notre Dame was on NBC every day. But, like, typically, you only got Notre Dame. I'm in the Alabama games. So check this story out. Um, I'm in a Hibbit Sports. Uh, I just got a fresh haircut, and I wanted, I wanted a baseball hat. And uh, Hibbit Sports, for some reason or another, it's like, a whole section of hats, Alabama, all different colorways. A whole section of Auburn hats, all different colorways. And then, like, a small section of, like, hats that are, like, from different, you know, popular teams. The Chicago Bulls, the New York Yankees. And all of a sudden, I see this white and gold hat. White, gold brim. And I was like, Dad, I want that hat. So, Saturday morning, and I, I said, Dad, I want that hat. And the reason why I wanted that hat is because Notre Dame was on one of the TVs and number six was running the ball. And I don't know if I told Jerome that question. That, that, that. So, like, without me knowing it, Jerome had a huge Man. factor as far as, like, mental imprint on, on my kind of, like, first That's Notre Dame moment. And when I was going through the process of getting recruited, I remembered that. So I bought, I had my dad buy me a Notre Dame hat when I was, like, I don't know how old it was. I felt like I was That's eight, dope. like, somewhere around That's that crazy. time. Mm. Wow. That's wild. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> There's so much fate around me choosing Notre Dame. I assume it's the same way yeah. every, everyone that goes there. There's something outside of just, you know, they were the best recruiters or there's some personal story or connection of some regard that, that kind of puts you on that campus. So my answer is a little bit different. I didn't grow up watching Notre Dame much. This goes sound weird, but I would probably say favorite player, Kyle. And here's why. It's Kyle, weird. Kyle, no, Kyle. Hamilton? Not, Hamilton? Yeah. Not even on nothing. <laughs> I thought about this and I thought about this as. Are you really? Who are y'all about to choose? Kyle's your favorite Notre Dame player. I'd probably say so. And here, because right. we, we've been through it. We've been through it together. And uh, he's he's obviously got the instant gratification before I did. So I was able to learn so much from him and his process and the way that he approached it, the way that he approached games, the way he approached how he's going to guard this receiver, the way he approached everything. And for me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't so get nice. to watch, so I didn't nice. get to watch the, the, the league Zaire's. So. Such a nice, such a nice guy. <laughs> nerd hey. yeah. I didn't get to watch those guys. So I feel like, you know, you got to text him after this. Such a nerd yeah. I react, yeah. I reacted like that. Cause I was thinking about like impacting your choosing Notre Dame. Oh, no. And I was like, how did you... Oh, impacted me choosing Notre Dame? Yeah, that's oh, why. Yeah. Um, part of it. The second part of it? Oh. T-Light. T-Light. T-Light recruiting. Yeah. Mine's a little different. Obviously, you guys know. I'm a walk-on, so recruiting's a little different. But um, like I said earlier, I'm from around here, so I did watch a lot of the Notre Dame games growing up. This is going to sound very cliche, but Chris Fink. Uh, I went to the Michigan game, I believe... You, I was there. You were you there? KJ was there. 
Uh, you probably remember this, KJ, but the one of the first, like in the first quarter, Chris Vink had like this touchdown catch, like yeah. where he jumped over like two Michigan defenders, and I was like, you know, I want to do that someday. Like, obviously, because he came to Notre Dame as a walk on, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, that'd be really cool. And at that point, I already got the opportunity to be like for walk on, so I was like, you know, that that's pretty cool. And um, I mean, that definitely influenced my decision to come here for yeah. sure. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We was in the same game together, but now we roommates. No idea. No, no, no idea. idea. Like crazy. I probably walked past him. Yeah, didn't even know he was. Justin, you you obviously impacted me coming here. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite Notre Dame player. Cause similar to you, I didn't really watch Notre Dame too much, but I definitely did a little, probably a little bit more than you. You're saying that you did. I'd probably like to say my favorite Notre Dame player was um, Every Golson. I was like kind of not like wave of like I really like Denard Robinsons and like mm. I like I like growing up in Atlanta. Like Mike Vick was like you know so I love seeing like black quarterbacks like kind of like using athleticism to just really kind of take over the position take over the field you know yeah. what i'm saying kind of remind me like a point guard in basketball mm-hmm. like yeah. just something crazy and um yeah i probably say ever goes in yeah. all right so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the should we just start calling the rapid fire questions now yeah. that's what we've been doing last we have so we, we call it we try to call it like some not a certain amount of questions under a minute but no one ever makes it under the minute so but they are rapid questions, and you can go in depth if, as much as you want or as little as you want. So we're going to go ahead and get sure. into it. You ready? Um, All right. So are. the first one is favorite city in the U.S. besides the one you currently live in. What's the time frame of the year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the season? Uh, you were the everywhere. first person to ever ask a question yeah. to the question. To the question. Yeah, you were the first person to do that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think that I do. I think that right. summertime – Probably Chicago. Okay. I love Chicago. Okay. Winter time, I love San Diego. I stay away from Miami, man, because Miami is just a little nuts. Too, too, much, pressure. too much pressure. <laughs> yeah, nuts. Uh, second question: Nickname your parents used to call you? P man. P man. What's up? Uh, would I you... have the power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with the talk with animals. You can learn to speak multiple languages, right? If I, if I allocate the time, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to speak every language, but I'll be able to speak the ones that I want to speak through mm. time. There's no way to learn how to speak to an animal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday? Probably Christmas. It's mm. a boring, that's a boring answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, like, I like getting presents and giving them. And also I love, you know, whenever uh, the family gets together. So Christmas is a yeah. great, great holiday. Got you. Big dogs or small dogs? I'm a big dog fan. Favorite TV show? Currently. Let's do currently. To be honest with you, my wife has me watching so many of these weird shows on <laughs> Netflix. I don't watch a lot of TV because like, I work so little. Uh, <laughs> it used to be Big Bang Theory, to be honest with you. Now it's like probably, I still like that. Uh, I, honestly, I don't have an answer for you. Presley, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV. Would you prefer a golf trip in Arizona or Georgia? Well, there's a golf club in Georgia that uh, every, everyone wants to play, so I'm just going to do it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, favorite condiment? I mean, I probably ketchup. Come on, dog. <laughs> That's it. I Come say on, just dog. ketchup. Like, ketchup. All, the, all the condiments. A from A from Alabama. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite condiment? Honey mustard. Honey man. mustard. Honey mustard. Honey yeah. mustard. Ranch. <laughs> Listen, I, I was I was answering the question from the perspective of which one do I use the most. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we gotta start rephrasing our question. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> yeah. Would you rather take the LSAT or MCAT? 
Well, I've taken the MCAT. So, yeah, I would say the MCAT. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I, I like breakfast the best of all the three of them, but I rarely eat breakfast, which is weird. So, I, to answer your question, I, I love dinner. Got mm. you. Cali or Florida? Just no, no, no. Just Cali or Florida. Don't think too hard about it. Just Cali or Florida. I got. I, I mean, I gotta go with Cali then because I just told you San Diego. So yeah, I, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. What's your favorite song right now? I listen to a lot of gospel music. Yes. Yeah, okay. My okay. Favorite song right okay. Now is is people and songs. Psalms twenty three. What's your favorite dinner spot in New York? And we believe you do live in New York, correct? <laughs> vicinity. Yeah, in the vicinity, yeah. Yeah, New York. Or New Jersey. I mean, that's a Jersey, Dude, Y'all ask me questions that don't get me in trouble, right? Because I have so many relationships with people who own restaurants that I frequent. Oh. Like, I can't really say, I can't really say favorite. Uh, let's take it to Alabama. Let's take it to Alabama. Spring Hill is a restaurant off of Lake Martin in, in, in Tallapoosa County, Alexander City, Alabama. Wow. Mm-hmm. You won't know that. Yeah, it's the sticks. Wow. That's <laughs> definitely the sticks. Wow. <laughs> biggest, what's your biggest fear? Snakes. Snakes. That's a good one. Yeah. That's just like a good one. I hate snakes. I hate snakes. What's your biggest pet peeve? People who drive in the fast lane and go on the speed limit. <laughs> 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 that was, Dude, that's that's so good. That sounds like it happened today. That was so rapid. That sounds like it happened today. That happens every day. And you're in New York too. That's what's up. Yes. So um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Really up, appreciate man. you, dog. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Listen, anytime, man. Again, I, I feel like this is like a dead horse that I have to beat. It's a pleasure to be helpful, right? So sure. if I can ever be assistant, man, hit me up a lot. We'll do. Sure. Thank you to everyone listening to this podcast. Uh, we just want to give a special shout out to Paul. You never really talk about you Paul that, a lot. Paul? Yeah. Yeah, get that. There you go. Thank you, Paul. Most, most, especially, most importantly, thank you, Justin, for coming on. We really appreciate it. You know, you're a busy man. Taking the time out to come and come and chat with us today, we appreciate it. My pleasure, gentlemen. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.